Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury, and I'm so happy you are here investing in yourself today. As a business coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live in alignment with their values and unlock their true potential in life. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development. The tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think and feel. Please visit jessicashembury.com.au to learn more about my offerings. And if you love this podcast, please write a review and share over on social media. Thanks for pushing play. Let's begin. Hi, guys. Welcome to this beautiful, beautiful episode to come. I literally, I've been sitting here recording podcasts for some time now uh, because I got my shit together finally and I record them in advance. <laughs> I'm on to the fourth one today. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm feeling a little bit weary, but I really am also feeling incredibly inspired today, which is why I have recorded a few. And I had my little, my topic set out and it's nearing the end of the year and I'm looking at the dates and all the things and I'm like, you know what? I think it's time to do some sort of year in reflection. Mm, interesting, interesting, interesting. Don't know what I'm going to tell you and share with you today. Do not have notes but definitely want to do this. I think that in a year's time I'll be able to listen back to this and... <sighs> Yeah, potentially just just really realise how far I've come again and again and again. This podcast helps so many people and I'm so grateful for everyone that tunes in. But I'm also grateful that I've been brave enough to speak and, and talk into this space because it's scary. It's scary just like putting myself out there and talking to the public and sharing all these things and having this space where people know so much about me and my things and my life and my thoughts and fuck, it's been a big year for everyone. Man, I have chosen to experience the happiest and saddest year of my life, the highest and lowest year of my life. The duality has been insane, absolute insanity this year because I asked for it. I said I want it all. I want it. I'm beyond. I want to move my energetic space up a notch and a notch and a notch and a notch. It started this year with, um, oh, I can feel myself. I'm like, how how open do I crack? (sighs) It started this year with a happy family at... Byron Bay and me dragging my family out of bed to enjoy a sunrise walk on New Year's Day. Honestly, it was the first year in probably four or five years that I haven't woke up hungover as fuck, that I haven't woke up literally not regretting but just like death warmed up. It was the first year that I had chosen to spend it with my children for pretty much the whole time I've been a parent. I always had this notion or this mentality that New Year's was actually like a time to just get lit, you know. That sounds so shit. But, yes, that's what I like literally 
had. And yes, it was heaps of fun. And I think that when you're a business owner and you work hard or anyone anyone who works hard, I think we do. We kind of attach this whole New Year's thing and we're like, oh, my God, I just want to fucking let loose. And man, oh, man, did I know how to do that. I have pushed every limit in the book um, and then would wake up and then would back it up again and do the, oh, my God, it's the New Year's Day, hair of the dog, let's keep drinking. I actually... I find my behavior interesting. I love a good time. You guys know that. I love my connection and all those things. But this this year, my New Year's was low-key. Um, it didn't – it wasn't perfect um, as in the New Year's welcoming in 2020. It definitely wasn't perfect. There were errors of judgment and there were things that I wish that um, I suppose like were a bit different – but overall it was really lovely and it was it was a nice way to start. I really, really wanted to do all this intention setting and this reflection and have this – I wanted to sit with my now ex-husband and, you know, write goals and map out plans and do things and that stuff didn't happen the way I desired it to. Um, it doesn't matter. Say la vie to that. It's irrelevant now. But, um, hmm. It was a beautiful holiday and it was a beautiful New Year's and there was a lot of magic. And then I moved into the year we were in this beautiful home, um, this big fucking mansion-y type home. Um, we had celebrated with some gorgeous friends on Boxing Day the year prior or the year prior, Christmas. There was lots of really good stuff happening. My business was was ticking along and thriving and things were, were really flowing for me work-wise, friendship-wise, parenting-wise. Um, lots of things were going really, really well. I had done a lot of personal development the year prior and then I went on my trip to India. <laughs> oh, I just um, – I can feel the tears. I – I had placed a lot of emphasis on this trip um, for some time. I don't talk about it too much. But, yeah, for some time I'd been struggling in my relationship, in my marriage, and I'd been having lots of different people be- give me psychology, counselling, guidance, coaching around my own self-development because whenever we're in a breakdown of anything, we have to look inward. It's not about the blaming. It's about the looking inward. And then I'd made this decision to travel to India and I knew that there was, oh, my God, so many people, so many people fucking judging me. The amount of messages I got from people saying, oh, my God, like you're not going with your family. I'm like, oh, is that a thing now? Like, do we have to do everything together? No, not for me. It's not. I have always been fiercely strong and independent and selfish and I'm fucking proud of it. Um, my two-year-old would have not liked traveling to India. My eight-year-old probably would have found it very confronting as well. Considering I hadn't been there, I was definitely not going to take any of my loved ones, my children in particular, into a space like that without knowing first. My husband at the time didn't really have much interest in travelling to a third world country. 
think his idea of a holiday was more like Byron Bay at Elements and we had done that. <laughs> so I was off on my own and I was um, I was ready for a big growth journey. I was ready for three and a half weeks of craziness, of chaos, of calm, of clarity, of all those things. And I know that a lot of people have thought, oh, like she got back from India and then she left her husband. She must have had something that happened over there. Absolute opposite. Absolute fucking loot opposite. Um, but what did happen for me in India was many, many beautiful experiences. Not only did I get to share that trip with one of my best friends in the world and some of my coaches, I got to make beautiful friends and connections there. I, um, I got to release and relinquish a sense of control because that's something that I have often really, really craved was control because I booked it, I paid it, I had no fucking idea where we were going. I got to um, fulfill my need for adrenaline because my whole trip, it was just so exciting and just stimulating mentally. I got time to think, to breathe, to have space and it was something um, honestly like for the past, oh God, now I'm going to get teary, but for the past four years or more, um, I never felt that I had anything, any space for myself, um, not true space, not, not, not the space I desired, right? And so there was a series of events that happened um, years and years ago that, that caused me to become someone who kept everything together for everyone, who became this strong fucking person, keeping the family together, keeping the unit together, keeping all the moving parts moving. And I hadn't really understood how hard that was on me. I had lost my sense of feminine. I had stepped into my masculine too much and I was at some times very angry, very bitter, very resentful, very sad, um, celebrating lots of successes but really not giving myself any space, like physical, mental space. And so for me, India was just the most beautiful trip for that physical, mental space. I loved India. I loved that we had to wear certain clothing for the three and a half weeks, like long dresses and hats and scarves and carry our little bags with our toilet paper and eat vegetarian and I didn't have to do that but I chose to and sit on buses and exercise patience and grow a new level of acceptance of self. Ah. The experiences over there were just immense, immense in beauty and immense in colour and flavour and humility and openness and connection. It was just, oh, it, it does make me get teary because it was just, it was just the most beautiful experience, one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had. It was the best trip I've ever been on. I and mean, I've been to some fucking beautiful places. I mean, the year prior I was in Santorini and Malta and Rome 
and that was phenomenal. That was fun and that was exciting but India was next level. I feel as though India is a place that I'm going to continually travel back to for the rest of my life. I don't feel that I will ever tire of it and I just love it. I love it so much. I wish that I could find a good Indian restaurant on the Gold Coast. (laughs) There's one that's okay but, oh, I'm craving like craving beautiful Indian food and I feel like I'm going to need to go to Sydney for it. (sighs) Um, So we had India. I had India. I did that this year. And then we got back. We, I say we, but I'm like, it was me. But we as in myself, one of my best friends, our group. We got back and by the skin of our teeth, we avoided quarantine because we were two days early before the quarantine happened. And I don't know what I would have done. I would have been fine, but I wouldn't have liked it because truth be told, if I had to go into quarantine for two weeks after being in absolute freedom and bliss for three and a half, I might have gone crazy. And everyone was telling me there was no toilet paper at Coles and Woolies. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> I, had, I couldn't understand. I'd switched off from social media to a large extent. I was not consuming any news and I was living in a bubble. I got back and then it was pivot time. It was pivot time because guess what? My, my business started to slow down and I was like, oh shit, people are panicking. My husband's business pretty much stopped completely and there was some sense of fuck panic mode. Thank goodness I had been disciplined with the money I was earning. For the last two years I had implemented a system called the wealth principles and I had implemented it hard I was ruthless with my discipline. I saved, I had my tax aside, I had everything done the way it should have been done. And that was literally the only thing that saved us from probably being back at home living with my parents. Because if I hadn't have had that discipline, we would have been, yeah, we would have been in trouble like a lot of people were. (sighs) My business took a dive. It went down by about 50% that month that I got back. Luckily for 50% for me was okay. Luckily I could sustain our lifestyle on 50%. Um, and we started to feel feel pinching. We started to feel struggles. Ah, we did the homeschooling. Uh, I did the homeschooling. Let's be real. Jess did the homeschooling. The mum, the mum did it. <laughs> I had a system. I had the routines. I had the time blocking. Scarlett and I created a little business for her. And we sat next to each other for weeks and weeks and weeks in the lounge room. I moved my office to the lounge room, to the dining table, and we worked alongside each other. And it was actually really beautiful. Um, I know that for a lot of people this isolation and this stuff has just been super hard. But um, I loved it. (laughs) I don't know why that got me teary, but it was actually some of the most beautiful times I've ever spent with Scarlett. And... Um, because I was so busy and so heavily relied on at that point, my business was our livelihood. I 
<laughs> I sent Leo to kindy. He kept going because I was like, I'm an, I'm an essential worker, which I kind of was because I had to work. I had no choice and I couldn't care for a two-year-old and run a business at the same time. But Scarlett and I became this amazing little team and we cooked together. We made our lunch together. We had our routines. We would walk to the beach and have breaks together, which sounds very dreamy. And yes, it was. But trust me, I was paying fucking through the roof for that rent. (laughs) Stupidly. Um, I loved it. I loved being that close. But yeah, (laughs) Um, I actually from that from that moment or from that time with Scarlett, I actually wish now that I could just homeschool her. I would love to just pull her out of traditional mainstream school. Uh, If anyone knows of an incredible school in between the Gold Coast and Brisbane, that would be in alignment with forward thinking and (laughs) less conformity and, yeah, broader ideas, let me know. I would love to know about it. I hear there's an independent school opening soon somewhere in my proximity that's going to be amazing. But it really shone a light on a lot of things. It shone a light on how lucky I was to work from home and it shone a light on how so many people in our world were in scarcity and didn't plan for any future. People lacking discipline with their money, people self-serving. Ah, uh, yeah, we were the ones that went to Aldi and bought like 24 bottles of wine. That's me. <laughs> if this lockdown happens, I need wine and I need Doritos. <laughs> Fuck the toilet paper. I need the wine and the Doritos. But yeah, that was me. <laughs> um it showed me how much I love spending time with my kids. And it gave us an opportunity as a family to do some really beautiful things. We started creating artwork and we started creating little businesses. And for myself and the kids, we were doing walks more often. We were sitting out on our balcony on the ground on towels eating dinner. There was some real beauty that came out of it. And I'm fortunate enough to really already feel that I'm connected to myself and that I was on that path of... Um, evolution and on that path of transcending and becoming the best version or the highest version of myself available at that time. So I know that sounds a bit foo-foo, but I was. I was meditating every single day. I always have been. I've been doing it for two years or more now. I was delving into all my practices. I was pivoting my business. I wasn't one of those people that went, and I'm not judging anyone, let me get that clear, but I was like, fuck JobKeeper. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to pivot. And I pivoted. I created my five people membership, which is $7 a week. I have over 100 members in that group, which basically helps me pay my rent every week and helps 100 people every week get the cheapest personal development they will ever receive. And I supported people and I hustled and I intuitively knew the messages that people needed to hear And I kept pushing them out. I kept telling people, this is not bad. This is positive. This is a lesson. Embrace it. Dive in. Fall deep. Love this situation. And a lot of people did. So I kept on going. I created the most beautiful business model ever imaginable this year. 
I exited my relationship of 14 years with my husband. I'm not going to go on about that because there's no need, but I made radical, courageous decisions that were serving my highest good. I knew that the work I'd been doing, the internal work, I knew that there was a new environment for me coming. I knew that there was new love. You guys have heard my podcast on that. I met the most phenomenal person. I allowed love in. I truly believe it's just a sheer mirror of the work I've done. I have someone who has met me at an intelligence level I think exceeds mine. (laughs) I don't think he listens to my podcast, so we'll just keep this one quiet. (laughs) I have become a woman who absolutely loves the fuck out of herself this year. I... (laughs) I don't say that lightly or in any way, shape or form ego-driven. I've created a business that can sustain my family. I have done so many things that have made me so fucking proud. I have moved mountains financially. I am proud of that. I don't like doing that. I'm a single mum. I pay my rent on my own but I fucking do and I pay big rent. I pay decent rent. I pay rent that two people might struggle to pay. I'm not saying that to toot a horn. I'm saying it because I'm proud of myself. And sometimes I feel like we really don't give ourselves enough credit for the things we do. I've maintained my health. I've maintained my connection with my family. I've seen my dad battle with cancer this year. (sighs) I remember when they like called and they told us and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like another thing this year, really? And I had so much fear I had to get past. I had to work internally so hard to equilibrate and figure out where this was serving me. I was like, I am sick to death of hard shit this year. And I I felt myself so many times going down the rabbit hole of, victim, poor me. But I kept stepping up. I kept stepping up. I kept stepping up. And even just this week, I was like, what is going on here? Why am I so strong? I want to cry. Why aren't I crying more? I could literally feel this resistance to what I would call weakness, but it's not weakness. It's strength. It's strength wrapped up with vulnerability, right? There is no such thing as being weak. There's such thing as blaming and not taking responsibility but I don't believe weakness exists. I believe that that word sucks. I believe that the word is vulnerability and there's so much strength in being vulnerable and I'm so strong on the other side. I I feel like I'm vulnerable sometimes. I'm vulnerable with you guys Um, but I also had this really eye-opening space this year to understand myself at a deeper level and understand that for the last probably two decades, for the last nearly 20 years, I've been in relationships where I've been the strong one. I've been the one to step up. I've been the one to say, I will keep our ducks in a row. I've got my shit together. I'm fine. And sometimes I haven't been fine. And so this year has been for me this mass self-inquisition year. It's, that's, that's the best way to describe it, self-inquiry, curiosity of self, self-inquisition to say, I want to delve deep, Jess. I want to understand you. Looking at myself in the mirror, I want to understand you. 
And I want to know, I want to do all that fucking shadow work. Oh, that's a word. (sighs) I want to love the parts of you that you don't currently love. And I want you to know that you are held and safe and you can trust people in general. You can trust yourself. There is nothing that can touch you. There is no scenario that can bring you down. You've proven that to yourself. Ooh, big feelings, big, big feelings. I have juggled and struggled and stepped up and done the high road and had moments where I've been like, who are you? What the fuck are you doing? You're an idiot. Why'd you behave like that? I've had every gamut of that this year. And now I sit, um, there come the goosebumps again. I sit in this space right near the end of the year just saying, wow, Jess, you did a good job. You did good, pig. <laughs> Is that what they say on, on the, on the um, no, you did good poo. We need the poo. I'm thinking piglet. <laughs> I think that's what they say. Oh, that just was the most random comment ever. <laughs> Nothing surprising from me. But I do, I sit in in this space of just, I'm in awe of myself (laughs) with no ego attached, with absolute humility when I say it, but I can actually honour myself and I can say there have been moments of massive error, errors of judgment. There have been moments where I have not shown up the way I desire. There have been reaction modes. There have been all of that. Why would we expect there not to be? I'm human, right? We have duality. We have up and down, left and right. But my biggest and most proudest moments have been when I've either taken the high road where I've chosen to do the right thing because of compassion and where I've been humble, where I've had humility, where I've been able to sit back and say, am I working in in a mode where I'm graceful, where I'm open and expansive? Am I allowing into my life what I desire? Am I ready for what I've been asking for? And I sit here and I just, I just know one thing is that I have pushed my limits for years in terms of figuring my shit out, in terms of growing. I said to someone the other day, I'm like, I don't know why I got given this job. Like, I don't know why I got chosen to do this. I'm really, people are paying me to talk. Like, (laughs) But I never gave up on wanting to feel whole. I never gave up on that. There were times when I was just so fucking lost and I was just like, I am done. Like, I am done with this. What is wrong with me? Why am I being steered by other people? I've been there. I've had it all. But I stayed committed. I stayed committed to wanting this feeling of being whole and wanting this feeling of just being like, I rocked my shit. I stood tall to what I deserved and desired. I decided I was fucking worthy of this feeling and this feeling now is just... It's an embodiment of light and love and grace, conviction, security and stability, 
this responsiveness, this love, this compassion and this energy. I feel energetically that I am ready. I know what's coming next year. It's happened already. It's already been gifted to me. The universe energetically knows I'm ready. It's been watching. The universe has been saying to me, Jess, are you sure? Are you really embodying this? How ready are you? (laughs) I can't wait to be doing this this time next year. I would say what I know is happening but I'm not going to. I've already written it down. If you want something this time next year, write it down. Write yourself a check. Write yourself a letter. Give yourself permission to embody the person you need to embody to create the life, the income, the fucking love, whatever it is you want, you need to give yourself permission to receive it and you need to fiercely own every single step of your journey. You need to give up every excuse in the book because this journey I went on this year was nothing but a journey of self-worth and self-love. It was nothing else. And now I sit here in awe of my life. And it's not because of the things I have or the nice house I have that I rent, by the way. I don't have a house. I just live in one. (sighs) It's not because of any of that. It has a lot to do with the people I choose to surround myself with. But again, it's not because of any of that. It's because internally... I chose to say, Jess, you are absolutely divine and you have light to spread. You are a light worker. You are a prophet. You do know things. You have been put here to do better, bigger, better things for this world. I listened. I tuned in. And I'm so damn grateful. I chose to be brave enough and courageous enough and to just give myself a big hug and just say, Jess, it's okay. You've got this, girl. Keep smiling. Have your tears. It's okay. (laughs) There is light at the end of every single tunnel. There is a silver lining behind every single cloud. The fact is, is that we so often just push it all down. And I feel like this year I brought everything to the surface. And I'm so happy I did. So that's my little wrap up. Oh, I felt good. I didn't know where that was going. I hope you enjoyed it, my little storytelling. And I hope if anything, it gives you hope because in my darkest, deepest, hardest, most courageous, most heartbreaking, most confusing times where I was like, what is wrong with me? How do I deserve this? This isn't fair. I want to run. I want to hide. I'm sick of this. This is not how my life was meant to go in those moments of absolute joy in every moment. I just chose to keep loving. I just chose to keep being love. I just chose to keep my posture good, my my eye contact on point. I chose to keep smiling and I chose to choose strength. I chose to choose courage and I chose to make myself worthy, 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 worthy as fuck of the life I wanted and I was very brave in making decisions that caused so much pain 
to get to a point of pleasure. (sighs) Well, I would say I hope you guys all take some time to reflect on what you did this year, what you've achieved, where the pain and and the triumphs were. Really reflect on it. Really take time to honour what you've been through because this year has been the best, worst, highest and lowest year for many. This year has been one that has gifted us so much. So let's not just get fucked up on New Year's Eve and fuck it away, right? Let's actually embrace and hear and listen and embody what this has been, this fucking gift of a year. Reflect on it, share it, celebrate it because every single year is better than the next. This was not a bad year. This was the best year and next year, tomorrow, (laughs) next year will be the next best year. And that's, it's all, it's all a belief, right? What we choose to believe is what becomes our reality. So with that being said, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll be back next week. Bye. I truly hope you loved this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast. Please screenshot and share this episode because living abundantly means sharing good things with people you love. If you'd like to help us, please write a review on the podcast and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode. 